France's President Macron visited China from April 5th to 7th, along with the EU President Ursula von der Leyen. On the trip out, two French journalists interviewed Macron on France's version of Air Force One. The interview proved to be quite revealing about France's foreign policy. Macron spoke about his policy of Europe's strategic autonomy from the USA. He specifically identified Europe's involvement in the escalating China-Taiwan situation. He compared it to Ukraine, stating, Europeans cannot resolve the crisis in Ukraine. How can we credibly say on Taiwan, watch out, if you do something wrong, we will be there. If you really want to increase tension, that's the way to do it, he said. Now, he cautioned Europe in following America's lead on Taiwan, stating the paradox would be that, overcome with panic, we believe we are just Americans' followers. The question Europeans need to answer, he said, is, is it in our interest to accelerate a crisis on Taiwan? No. The worst thing would be to think that we Europeans must be followers on this topic and take our cue from the U.S.'s agenda and a Chinese overreaction. While Politico reported that Macron also argued that Europe has increased its dependency on the U.S. for weapons and energy and must now focus on boosting European defense industries. He also suggested Europe should reduce its dependence on the extraterritoriality of the U.S. dollar, a key policy objective of both Moscow and Beijing. If the tensions between the two superpowers heat up, he said, we won't have the time or the resources to finance our strategic autonomy and we will become vassals, end quote. So as far as how his view of relationships between Europe and the USA went, Politico reported Macron claimed to have already won the ideological battle on strategic autonomy for Europe, end quote. Now, this happened during China's increased military activity around Taiwan. According to Politico, just hours after his flight left, headed back to Paris, China launched large military exercises around the self-ruled island of Taiwan, which China claims as its territory, but the U.S. has promised to arm and defend. Well, according to Charles Mitchell, the president of the European Union, in an interview with the French television show La Fauta à la Europe, which aired on Wednesday, he stated there has been a leap forward on strategic autonomy compared to several years ago. On the issue of the relationship with the United States, it is clear that there can be nuances and sensitivities around the table of European Council. Some European leaders wouldn't say the same things that Emmanuel Macron said. I think quite a few think like Emmanuel Macron. There is indeed a great attachment that remains present, and Emmanuel Macron has said nothing else, for this alliance with the United States. But if this alliance with the United States would suppose that we blindly, systematically follow the position of the United States on all issues, no. End quote. Western Europeans' tenancy under the hegemony of the United States has always been a time-limited affair. The Bible clearly paints the picture of an alliance, forced or otherwise, between Russia, France, Germany, and other European nations. Ezekiel 38 clearly states in verses 5 to 7 that there will be Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, 
Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarmer of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Well, Gomer and his bands is a direct reference to the Madoc tribes that migrated across Europe from Asia Minor. The table of nations in Genesis 10 indicates as much. In verse 2, we read the sons of Japheth, Gomer and Magog, and Madai and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshach, and Tyrus, and the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, and Riphath, and Tagarma, and the sons of Javan, Elisha, and Tarshish, Kittim, Dodanim. By these were the isles of the Gentiles in their lands, every one after his tongue, after their families, in their nations. End quote. Well, Japheth was the son of Noah, and the families of the earth were divided after the Tower of Babel incident in Genesis 11. They migrated across Europe. One of Gomer's sons, Ashkenaz, his name was used for the Black Sea. It was called the Ashkenazi Sea. As his tribes migrated across Europe, their name became synonymous with Europe itself. European Jews were called Ashkenazi Jews, and Genesis tells us that these nations settled in the islands of the Gentiles. Now, Edward Wells relates, colonies which come from the nation of Gomer in the process of time spread themselves further and further and settled themselves in several parts of Europe. This colony, spreading themselves till by new colonies further westward, came along the Danube, settled themselves in the country, which from them has been called Germany. Out of Germany, the descendants of Gomer spread themselves into Gaul or France, end quote. Well, some modern revisionist historians reject the ancient historians and reverse the migration, claiming the Gomerites or Gallic peoples migrated from the west coast of Europe to Asia Minor and settled in Galatia. But this violates the Genesis record and can be dismissed. Gomer and all his bands referred to the Western European theater dominated by Germany and France. These nations are to comprise some of the many people with thee. Therefore, a shift in hegemony has to take place that moves France and Germany away from the USA and the UK into Russia's domain. Now, one of the suggestions Macron made was that Europe should reduce its dependence on the extraterritoriality of the US dollar. This was why the European Union created its own currency in the first place back in 1991, to reduce America's influence. While both China and Russia have been moving away from US currency reserves, Macron's statement is in keeping with their policy. The Russian finance ministry reported that its foreign reserves surged to over $600 billion. This comes after nearly 60% of their 643 U.S. reserves were frozen following Russian invasion of Ukraine. Well, the special drawing rights, or SDR, with the IMF, foreign currency, and gold holdings make up Russia's foreign exchange reserves now. According to the Indian Times, Several countries, including China, Russia, India, and Brazil, are increasingly trading oil and energy in local currencies, ditching the dollar. If key countries like Saudi Arabia join, the collapse of the petrodollar first, and subsequently the dollar, cannot be completely ruled out. The financial world is in constant state of turmoil. 
The OPEC Plus group, including Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iraq and Kuwait, have announced they are cutting their outputs again, and this is sending oil prices soaring. According to the Moscow Times headline, Russian oil export hit a three-year high in March, despite revenue drop. The article went on to state, the IAE said total oil shipments from Russia had risen by 600,000 barrels per day to 8.1 million barrels per day last month, end quote. Well, China and India have largely replaced Western markets in purchasing Russian oil. With the rise in prices, this will help Russia fund its war with Ukraine. Well, what we are looking at is a changing of the guard. NATO in its current form must dissolve. The U.S. must lose its hegemony over the European arena for the biblical description to hold sway. It is Russia who is to be a guard unto them, and not the USA. This may well be the reason for China's rise and its adversarial role with the USA. It might be to drive a wedge between the US and Europe, as Europe doesn't want to be pulled into a conflict that is more about the US world dominancy than anything else. As Russia moves closer to victory in Ukraine, France and Germany are looking to distance themselves from the USA. Macron has been leading the charge. Remember back to the interview he held in 2019 with The Economist where he described NATO as experienced brain death? He also insisted on offering Putin security guarantees after the invasion of Europe, wanting to placate the Russian bear. Now, according to Politico, France is no leader when it comes to supporting Ukraine. According to data compiled by the Kyle Institute for World Economy, as of late February, France was ranked 10th in terms of its overall aid commitments to Ukraine, behind Norway and the Netherlands, and 23rd when the aid was measured as a share of gross domestic product, hence a growing furor among Central and Eastern European powers over the Taiwan comments. End quote. Well, the same news service also pointed out as one of the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council and the only nuclear power in the United in the EU, France is in a unique position militarily. Now, the recent leaked US war files have also shed some light on other European nations' cold feet when it comes to supporting the USA and Ukraine against Russia. Again, according to Politico, the recent US classified document leaks revealed data about Europe. The document indicates Germany had committed just four Leopard 2s, the most high-end model, but Berlin said in late March that it had delivered 18 leopards to Ukraine. The document shows that as of February 23rd, only 31% of the total 200 tanks pledged had gotten to the battlefield, end quote. So what is being said and what is happening are two different things. And it's not only the French and the Germans. The article also pointed out Hungary as culpable. It stated the most eye-popping nugget is buried in on a top-secret CIA update from March 2nd, which says Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban branded the U.S. one of his party's top three adversaries during a political strategy session on February 22nd. The remarks, it notes, constitute an escalation of the level of anti-American rhetoric from Orban. 
Indeed, Orban's government has charted its own course during the war, promoting Russian-friendly narratives, essentially calling on Ukraine to quit, and causically dismissing Allied efforts to isolate Russia's economy, end quote. And there's the NATO ally called Turkey, which has portrayed itself as a middleman between Ukraine and Russia. The article on the leak went on to state, The leak pile of clandestine U.S. intelligence reports, however, shows a darker side to Turkey's position as a middleman that distinctly favors Russia. One page describes how Turkey helped both Russia and its ally Belarus evade strict Western sanctions, a concern U.S. officials have expressed publicly. For Belarus, the document says Turkish companies purchased sanctioned goods and then sold them in European markets. In the opposite direction, it adds these companies resold goods from Europe to Russia. More alarming is another leaked document that describes a meeting in February between Turkish contacts and the Wagner Group, the private militia firm fighting for the Kremlin. It says Wagner was seeking to purchase weapons and equipment from Turkey for the group's efforts in Mali and the Ukraine. End quote. So we see the media show is one thing and the actuality is quite another. While the leaks are embarrassing for the USE, they are very telling of the changing of the guard in Europe. As we watch the angels at work in the nations around, we need to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord at a time when the world will be completely unaware. As we read in 1 Thessalonians 5, You, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are the children of the light, the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us into wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.